Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Uh, the end of the at the end of the week and um on east coast time it's 4 p.m so i'm excited that we get to spend this time together it's been such an unbelievable day already with so many great tips around finance and business and i i believe that creativity matters in business and you know when we when we allow ourselves to play and dance and sing and and do the things that bring us joy we get better at business because it helps us to de-stress, it helps us to reduce our anxiety, it helps us to see life differently when we allow ourselves to, to be in that sense of play. And so today, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to share in this segment, and, and I didn't wanna share just strictly business tips or, or business ideas. Um, I really wanted to play around with this segment, and so I, I thought that today I would share seven things Seven things. There, there's some thoughts, some ideas, some quotes, some some resources to help you grow. Because when when we grow, our business grows. And then, of course, I, I'm definitely going to open it up. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from from the people on the stage. I want to hear from you in the audience. If you have something that you want to share as we're going through these these seven ideas, I would love to be able to to hear your thoughts because that's what's so much fun about Breakfast of Champions is that we're all champions here. We're all like-minded and we get to learn and grow with each other every single day. And so as we get to hang out here this Friday evening, um, I'm excited to hear from you. So number one, I'm not gonna even call them a tip. They're just ideas, they're ideas. So this is business and this day is all about finance and, and business today. And what's so exciting is when we hear the impact that we've had on our clients and the things that we've been able to help them do. And we love that. It's why we do what we do. And today I got to, not too long ago, I just recently got off the phone with one of our clients and and he, and um, and one of the things that we do is we actually certify dream managers. So we certify dream managers that are essentially life coaches and, and they get certified and then they go back to their organization and they are the life coaches for their team because an organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that their people are becoming better versions of themselves. And so this organization, they have actually, they have six dream managers in the organization right now. And so as I was talking to, uh, to this person, he said, you know, I'm so grateful because dream manager is now part of the fabric of our organization. And, and it's things like that. When I hear that, it just fills my, it fills me with so much joy. And it's our job. It's our job to create that kind of experience for our clients. We've helped them get a transformation. We help them get from where they are now to where they dream of going. And we love doing this. I hear it all the time with the people on this stage. You are all so passionate about the work that you do and the people that you serve. And some of us, some of us, we offer more than one product or service. And I realized 
because I see this with my friends and colleagues, that sometimes we forget to let our clients know that we have more for them, that, that we can build a deeper relationship with them, that we can continue to help them with our other resources, with our other products and services that we offer. And so last year, my team and I created a process where we're in constant communication with our, our, our clients so that they know everything that we can do to support them. Because we can't assume that they know, right? Like everyone has their own things going on. Everyone has a lot going on in their business and their life. So we can't assume that they know everything that we are able to do for them, especially if we have multiple services or products and they found one of them and that works for them and then they've moved on. So today when I was on the phone with this client, it, I was, I, I reminded him that we offer trainings. Like we, we coach and train leadership teams. And so he, uh, he runs the leadership development team and is always bringing in speakers. And so he, at the end of our call, he actually thanked me for the call because he, he said, I totally forgot that you guys did that. And so he actually booked us for a training next month. And so what a reminder that, you know, we can get, we can all get so caught up in looking for new business, right? Like we want new leads and new business and new Facebook ads that are going to generate all these leads that we forget about the incredible opportunities right in front of us to build deeper relationships with the current clients that we have. So do you have a process in place to reach out to your current clients to remind them of the other products and services that you have? And if not, this is an opportunity for you to make that list and identify who you can connect with next week. Next week on Tuesday, when everyone's back at work, who can you start to connect with and let them know more about the other products, the other services? And not, and not, you know, not to be salesy about it, just to, to let them know, because if they already enjoy working with you in one capacity, of course, they're going to want to continue to work with you. They just might not know all of the other things that you offer. So that's idea number one is to really, is to remember that we have our perfect dream clients and we have to remember to cultivate those relationships and go deeper in, with, with those people before we're always looking for the next big thing. So I would love to hear if anyone on the stage has experienced this, if you have a process in place or if, or if maybe over the years you've, you've discovered that, oh my gosh, I wasn't even letting my, my best clients know about all of the things that I offer. If you have an example or you wanna share, please flash your mic and I would love for, for you to share. TM, I knew you had something, the sales guy. You know, but you'd be shocked, right? I mean, I mentioned earlier that I, I didn't necessarily consider myself a salesperson. And, and what I learned um, about myself is if a customer has interest in what I have, I can talk to them and all I'm doing is talking to them, right? But really, in fact, I'm selling them um, on what it is they're interested in. So if someone's interested, um, I'm, I'm okay. So as I got into sales, right, I understood the difference between a, a hot lead, a warm lead and a cold lead. But to answer the question, um, my social network, it, it really has been clubhouse and um, the breakfast of champions, right? That has, activated really the, I think the omni-channel aspect, even though I manage the omni-channel aspect daily, uh, I was not inserting it in my own business practices um, as effectively as I could, simply by leveraging my, my social media networks, right? I have thousands of customers um, and they're customers because they're listening to my radio show, right? but I only service them by providing them entertainment, information, motivation, inspiration through my podcast. I never offered them anything, right? And so I learned, right? I've been providing value for years, right audience for products and, and offerings. And so I've learned how to leverage that better um, simply by you know, listening and um, taking action action by um, the insights offered up here on Clubhouse. So um, thank you. That's awesome, TM. And and yeah, it's, it's a conversation, right? It's that phone call to your current clients, to the people that are closest to you, the, the people that are in your network. And it's just having conversations. And it's not about 
pushing anything on them. It's just about exploring and being curious, being curious as to what people are doing in their business. What do they have going on? What do they need? And then you're able to open up that dialogue. And that's where those opportunities show up that might not have otherwise showed up because you weren't even having those exploratory phone calls or you weren't even reaching out to those people to, to find out more and more about the clients that you have and some of the other pain points that they have. This is another thing that's so exciting for us. And, and the more that we grow our network, when we know the pain points of the people that we really care about, our clients and our networks, we're also, if we're not the solution, I bet we know someone who is. And then we become that, that go-to person of, oh my gosh, TM knows everybody. He might not he might not be able to help us, but he knows someone who can. And that is valuable to people. That is very valuable to people. So I love that. Um, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, TM. So that is the challenge for you today is to to look at your clients, look at your the people that you have that are closest to you and 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 make some of those phone calls, just those those check-in calls to see how they're doing, to see what's going on, and to see how you might be able to serve them. Idea number. Add, can, oh, I'm sorry. Can I can I add something? You just of said re refer, refer. Folks, entrepreneurs, business owners, we are missing the boat if we do not have a referral program in place. We can make money simply through referrals, right? I mean, just like apartment buildings have referral programs where you get two hundred dollars if you refer someone, right? you can have that same system in place for your business. Um, it's really an affiliate program, right? But a referral program, just like you can refer someone over and you can get paid. You have to negotiate what that looks like, right? But you get a fee. And when someone refers someone over to you, you give them a fee, right? It's almost like selling for one another. Um, there are things that my neighbors can do that I cannot do, right? If they're in my network, why not get business their way? If we do it enough and we're consistent and we're frequent, right? Uh, Brian Hess told us earlier that frequency and consistency equals trust. If we establish a trusting relationship, listen, we will be able to create another revenue stream for ourselves. Create a referral system, a referral program within your business. I mean, why not, right? S simply by doing something that you cannot do. That That was a good one, Kate. Thanks, yeah, I want to chime in here too. Oh, Go ahead, Probably, over to Tony with the keys again. <laughs> I love the idea of the referral and the idea of building trust. I've built a very strong number of businesses, but one specific one all on the power of referrals. I don't talk about it a lot, but when you have people that you have built trust with who say, Hey, if you want to know about this, you've got to connect with this person. So if you want to know about rise and grind and start your morning differently, you've got to connect with Glenn Lundy. If you want to know about how to actually take your marketing to the next level, you've got to connect with Sarah. That when, when we have people saying that, we can't pay for that advertising. And that idea of building trust with our customers and clients because we show up with integrity, we show up with authenticity, and we're true to our word, there is something, and, and I mean this very sincerely, otherworldly about that. Today I had a conversation with a client about the fakeness of Instagram and social media and not any of our accounts, of course, but the idea of how authenticity and integrity is becoming a lost art. And it's otherworldly when we build trust with people so much so that they are talking about us when we are not in the room. When, when I hear a need and I refer someone, I'm like, you know, I'm good at that, but Kate is better. You know, I can talk to you about this, but Glenn is the person you want to connect with. TM is the person. Kimberly, Monica, Tracy, um, the finance, the finance quarterback. You know, when I can say that, when I can, when I can believe in somebody more because I trust that they're going to serve someone better than me. We do so much in terms of relational equity that builds our our capital much longer than the moment. And so I love that you're talking about this, Kate. And I just want to highlight that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susie. And you know what else, What it also does for us is it allows you to, to do what you do best and stay in your lane and feel good about it. Like it doesn't a lot, like I think there's probably, 
if, if you've been in business, you've probably tried to expand your scope of services or work where you maybe shouldn't have, or not even shouldn't have, didn't even want to. And now you're in a situation where you're doing things that you don't even, that, that are not your zone of genius. And so when you can build that network and become that, and become that resource that, that people go to, to find that person that is right, that is invaluable. So thank you so much, Susie. And, um, and I just, I, I love, I just love that idea of becoming that go-to person because that you're going to be, you are going to, they are going to need you at some point for the services that you do have. And they're also going to talk about you and that word of mouth marketing. You know, one of the best books on word of mouth marketing is by Jay bear and it's called talk triggers. And, um, he's a, he is the best. So, so Susie, I'll prove your point. If you want to know about word about mouth marketing, you go to Jay bear, you go to Jay bear and his team because he knows, word of mouth marketing. That's what he's been doing for so many uh, years in his career. And um, so that's a really remarkable book. But I think so often we forget, especially in this, this age of social media and being so focused on, I have to just do run ads and do all of these things. We forget that those relationships we're building and that word of mouth marketing goes such a long way. So well, thank you think, so much. Oh, go ahead. The thing I think is so important about what you just illustrated there is when you say that to a client, as opposed to, hey, I can help you with word of mouth marketing, which you probably could because you've done it. And I talk about this in my book, Listen, Learn, Love. When you, when you're willing, and that sounds so weird that this is gonna, this is gonna come back. When you're willing to say to a, a potential customer, "I'm not the best fit, but let me refer you to somebody that is," you have just doubled down on your credibility and your trustworthy level because you could have made the sale, but you did what was better for them. And I take this 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 principle from Go Giver, the Go Giver by Bob Berg, who I had the privilege of interviewing, and talk about what it means to love well with a customer in business. And when you say that, that is irreplaceable uh, credibility in the bank, that they will then say, hey, you know what, Kate could assign me, but she sent me to so-and-so because they were even better for me. And don't you know that they will always remember that you put their needs first? And so I, I just love that point. Thank you so much. I love that. I feel like this is a whole topic, Susie. This is like a whole other that's like its own. Let's it's do a room. Yes, let's do a room. It's its other. It's so great. So great. All right. So that was point number one. Point number two. All right, guys, it's September. It's the start of a month, right? We're only in the third day of the month of September. And the first day of every month, I email my team and I ask them to be, I ask them to come prepared to our first team meeting of the month with this. What? Did you learn last month? What did you learn? Because it's so important for us to reflect on the things that we've learned. You know, we go through challenges and experiences every day, our, our whole lives, right? And I often wonder how many of us miss the lessons or the many lessons that we can learn from those experiences. This is why I love journaling so much. This is why I love it. It makes us take some time to reflect on what we've been able to learn, or it's usually relearn. I often find myself relearning a lot of things. We have to continue to relearn some of this stuff or, or just really good reminders. And so the start of the month is, uh, it's also a really great time to give yourself a challenge. And uh, we're, of course, we're all doing this, the 67 day challenge. Plus your mic if you're doing the 67 day challenge here with Glenn Lundy Breakfast with Champions. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, of course, we're doing the challenge and we're doing our morning five and we're all the things. But could you layer on another challenge for yourself this month? Another challenge, maybe it's a business challenge, something that you've been putting off. So for me, um, I've actually challenged myself to go live on Instagram every day in the month of September, every day. And so I was telling my friend Sean this the other day, and, and, he, and he said, well, I don't get it. Why is that a challenge? You love going live. And I do. I really do. I love going live. And I said, well, yeah, but it's pushing me out of my comfort zone because it's every day. Like I like going live when I feel like going live. I don't want to go live. I don't want to commit to going live every day. Like that's why I haven't done it. And so, you know, why, why, like, what's the purpose? Like, why would I do that? And it's, it's an experience. So I have, I have this podcast, it's called create for no reason. And it's all about 
why creativity matters in business and life. It's very much geared towards creative procrastinators. And uh, it, it really, we really talk about why it's so important to do the things that bring joy to your life just for the fun of it, just for fun. Because when we do things like this, when we just do things for the fun of it, we learn something new. We meet cool people. We have interesting conversations that we wouldn't have otherwise had. And so I thought it would be fun to give myself this challenge to go live because I want to invite people to go to do it with me. And I can talk to the, I can interview these really cool people. Um, and some of them are those that I've met right here on this stage. And I get to build that deeper relationship while we do something fun. It's, it's an exercise. It's just something that, um, that I wanted to, to try. So that's why I call it, that's why it's a challenge. So think about what can you challenge yourself to do this month in your business and hold yourself accountable to doing it, right? Like me actually saying out loud that I'm doing this, I, I have to do it or someone's going to call me out. Hey, I thought you said you were going to go live every day. And listen, I'm here every Friday at 7 p.m. So if this is your accountability, we can serve as your accountability partner. And we would love for you to to come up here every Friday at seven and, and, and we will, and tell us, what are you learning? What are you learning about your challenge? And, and we can hold you accountable. So you can come and, and tell people, you know, what is it that you're learning and, and making sure that you're actually showing up and doing the thing that you said you wanted to do. And we can share our wins and, and, and share all of those things that you're learning by whatever challenges that, that you uh, have set for yourself. So be thinking about a challenge because you can start, you can still start. We're still only a few days into the month. And speaking of challenge, I wanted to just share a few things that, that have come up for me already with the 67 day, day challenge. And Glenn, I don't know if you're here. He's probably with his um, millions of children. So Glenn told us, um, so I wanted to share, Glenn told us to write down our goals for the day, right? Like that's one of the things that we have to do is to write down our goals our gratitude and our goals. And so I started doing that and I was writing down my goals for the day, thinking like, oh yeah, my goals for the day, like what I want to get accomplished. So I was, you know, checking off, make X amount of calls to my clients or finish my keynote presentation. But then I heard him say one morning, he actually said to write down your goals as I am statements. Like mm -hmm. I am as if they've already happened. Mm -hmm. And and that really changed my perspective because I was like, oh, that's, that's in my mind, that was different than a goal. And so I changed it. I started doing that. And so now my list turned into, I am a best-selling author. I am an incredible trainer. I am the best leader for my team. And those I am statements are such a powerful way to shift our mindset for the day. So it's no wonder it is in that morning five. It's no wonder it's in it's in our challenge, and it's also attract. You know, it, it also allows us to attract more of the things that we want in life because what we focus on grows. And what I love about it too is it it helps us to become more self aware when we do things like that. When we reflect, when we make time to write down the things that we want to do and achieve. Doing things like the 67-day challenge, it pushes us out of our comfort zone. But the power is in what we learn. The power is in the changes that we make because of the challenges that we set for ourselves. And so that's why, you know, that's why for, for me, this, this challenge of going live, like, yes, there are going to be days that I don't feel like doing it, but I, I know I'm going to learn some things. I'm going to learn some things. I'm going to make some new friends. I'm going to build some relationships. And then at the end of 30 days, I can decide, hey, do I want to keep doing this? Or was this a 30-day activity challenge and now I'm done? But this is what I've learned and this is how I've gotten better and this is how I've grown. And so what can you challenge yourself today? Have you been putting something off that you can officially challenge yourself to start doing today, right now? Doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, going live on IG is not a big thing. It's a little thing, but it can make a really big impact. Who knows? Who knows? And so I would love to open it up for, for two people, two or three people to share one thing that they can commit to challenging themselves to do in addition to that 67-day challenge. So does anyone want to be brave enough to share a challenge that we can then hold you accountable for? Tracy, I, I see you've on mic. Like yes, I like to share, Kate. Wow, this is so good. Thank you so much. 
You know, um, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And there are so many people that don't have life insurance. So I said that I'm going to cover 30 families this month with life insurance. So that's what I'm committing to because, you know, a lot of times, especially in the black community, when someone passes away, we have to, you know, they do a GoFundMe or they have to have a fish fry, you know, to raise money. So I said, you know what? I am going to make sure that I cover at least 30 families this month who don't have life insurance protection for their families. I did an Instagram reel a couple of days ago. I sound out of breath because I'm out walking my dog. But um, I did an Instagram reel a couple of days ago, and I said, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. If you don't come home tonight, or if you don't wake up tomorrow, are you going to leave bills, or are you going to leave benefits? It's so important that we leave benefits and not bills if something happens. So that's my challenge for this month. I've never written 30 policies in one month, but that's my challenge for the month of September since um, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. This is Tracy. I'm complete. Oh, Tracy. I love it. Love it. Love it. And you know what's so awesome is the fact that you put it out there. You're saying it here in this room. And guess what? As you're saying it, I bet everyone on stage would agree. What do we want to do? We want Tracy to win. We want Tracy to to do that to to make that 30 policies happen. Not only because it's an amazing, incredible mission, but because when we hear people's goals, when we know more about their dreams and what they want to do, we want to help them. That's why it's so important for us to talk about these things, to talk about your goals, talk about your dreams. In fact, this is so funny. I was, I was, I told you guys I was gonna go live. Guess what? I, Monica, Monica messaged me. I'll totally go live with you. Done, Monica. We'll make it happen. So, see, we've got to put these out there into. We, we we have to put our dreams out there. People want to support each other. We really do. And the more that we talk about it and let people know what those things are that you're trying to accomplish, the more people can help you. All right. Who else wants to share a challenge that they are going to commit to doing this month, the month of September? We'll we'll do one more. Shirley, I see you on mic. Hey, Kate, I'm doing the 67 day challenge and I'm loving it because of the discipline. But I said I used to do podcasting and I had such fun with it on Block Talk. And I said that I would relaunch it this month. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to relaunch the Shirley Ann Network show on uh, Block Talk and just go for it. Okay, I love it. I love it. Shirley, okay, we're going to go one step further. Month of September, you're relaunching it. How many episodes will you have by the end of the month? Oh, at least seven. At, at least seven, seven yeah. episodes. What's the name of your podcast? Um, the Shirley Ann Network Show. The Shirley Ann Network Show. Lined up. Yep. Love it. Seven episodes. All right. You heard that here. So guess what, Shirley? You're going to have to come back next Friday. You're going to have to come back to the end of the month and let us know that you've done those seven episodes. Absolutely. Challenge accepted? Absolutely. Absolutely. And now I know I'm going to do it because I really put it out there. So I have no <laughs> choice but to follow through. That's right. That's what's so awesome about accountability. When you say it and you put it out there and you have friends around you that actually hold you accountable, you know, I have some friends of mine. They'll, they'll give me some digs. They'll call me when they know I'm not doing what I said I was going to be doing. And those are real friends. Those are real friends when, when they're pushing you to do the thing that you know that, that, when, that they know that you want to do. Um, all right, I'm going to do a quick room reset. This has been so much fun. You are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. to noon on Saturday, and Club 111 on Sunday, live on Clubhouse. And if you never want to miss a segment or you or you want to re-listen to your favorite episode, you can download the Breakfast with Champions podcast. So just head over to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram 
and click the link in our bio and you can download the podcast now. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you're liking this conversation, please invite some people in. We're here for another half hour. We're here from seven to eight. Um, and before we close out the room, so invite some of your friends to join this conversation. If you have some friends that, hey, maybe they need to be held accountable, would love for you to bring those people in as we continue this segment. I am sharing seven ideas, seven ideas to help you grow. We've had some ideas. We've had a couple of conversations. And I'm so grateful for everyone that has chimed in. So we're going to keep it going. And we're on number three. Number three. So in another segment that I did here in Breakfast with Champions, I shared the five myths stopping you from pursuing your dreams. And I told you all that I actually have seven, but I only shared five. And um, I want to share another one. Number seven is actually inspiration will strike. And that is a myth because inspiration does not just strike. So question, do you believe in muses? Muses. So according to the dictionary, a muse is a person or a personified force who is the source of inspiration for a creative artist. And according to Wikipedia, in ancient Greek religion and mythology, the muses are the inspirational goddesses of literature, science, and the arts. They were considered the source of the knowledge embodied in poetry, lyrics, in poetry, lyrics, songs, and and myths that were related orally for centuries in ancient Greek culture. So that's the definition of, of a muse. And I love this idea. So one of the episodes that, that we did on Create For No Reason, we were talking about muses. And, and do, you, do you think that muses exist? Like, do, music, do muses have all the answer for our creativity that we need to, in order to, to, to do the work that we're meant to do? And so I was reading um, Stephen King's book on writing, which is an incredible book. I am not actually a big fan of Stephen King's books or movies as because I do not like scary movies, but I think he is obviously brilliant and a, an incredible writer. And so I, this book on writing, it, it's his take on writing and he shares a lot of the way that a lot of um, his writing process, but he also shares a lot of his story. So it's really interesting. But this is what he says about muses, and I think it's so beautiful. He says, so this is from Stephen King. There is a muse, but it's not going to come fluttering down into your writing room and scatter creative fairy dust all over your typewriter or computer. He lives in the ground. He's a basement kind of guy. You have to descend to his level, and once you get down there, you have to furnish an apartment for him to live in. You have to do all the grunt labor, in other words, while the muse sits and smokes cigars and admires his bowling trophies and pretends to ignore you. Do you think it's fair? I think it's fair. He may not be much to look at, that muse guy, and he may not be much of a conversationalist, but he's got inspiration. It's right that you should do all the work and burn all the midnight oil because the guy with the cigar and the little wings has got a bag of magic. There's stuff in there that can change your life. Believe me, I know. And I love this quote. I read this all the time because it reminds me that I have to do the work, that I have to show up, that I have to show up the days that I don't feel like showing up, that I have to put in the work when I don't feel like it, when I'd rather do something else, I have to sit and do the work. And especially especially for me as a writer, when I write, I'm, I, I'm very much reminded of this because it's not always fun. It's not always fun to do the things that we need to do in order to get to where we want to go, in order to achieve those dreams. And when we think about the work, if we believe that the inspiration, it doesn't just strike. We're not going to just all of a sudden think about it. If you're, if, you're, if you're trying to get yourself to do work, do you think that watching another Netflix series is going to help you, inspire you to do work? No, absolutely not. You just get sucked into another show or another show. We're really good at procrastinating. But if we believe that inspiration comes from doing the work, that's inspiring. That inspires you to sit down and get to work because you know that once you start, ooh, you're going to get into that state of flow. Like Laura Wilde always talks about that flow state. So sitting down and doing the work and me and, and, and I've, I've also had heard other writers say that, you know, the muse only finds you when you're working. 
So don't wait for inspiration. If there's something that, if there's a passion project that you have in your heart that you've been wanting to start, but you're waiting for inspiration to strike, nope, it's not happening. But you can get it to strike by getting to work. So I would love to hear what, if anyone, if that resonates with anyone else, does anyone else love that quote as much as I do or am I just crazy? So I would love to hear what that, how that sits with you, how that feels with you when you think about that inspiration comes but only when you sit and do the work. Who wants to who wants to share something about that? Flash your mic or just open your mic. I will. Hey. Hello. How are you? Lolita. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Yes, inspiration. You know, I, I firmly believe in the power of your pause. I, I love doing the work. Like when you sit, so for me, I'll use poetry um, for instance, is that when I sit down. I'm able to then feel inspiration. You know, your mind settles down a little bit. Your mind slows down a little bit. So now you can be in your most creative space. And whether it's poetry or even thinking about your next moves, even thinking about the challenge that you were just talking about, right? We got to slow down so we can put our thoughts and energy toward that thing. And so I love the idea of the muse. Yes, I love the quote. And, um, that's how I get inspired as I sit down. You know, when we look around, sometimes if you just even sit wherever you are right now and just look around your room, look around the space that you're in, you start to slow yourself down when you breathe. It allows you the endless possibilities to kind of dig inside of yourself a little bit differently even from conversations like today, right? You've given us so much information that we need to process. So, you know, what's your plan? When you leave from here, how are you processing the information so that then you can do the work that serves you of where you're going? Yes, stillness is a, is a, is a key. I love it. I love that, Lolita. And, you know, I'll share because I met, so Lolita and I met here on Clubhouse and I was really interested in learning more about poetry, but I don't write poetry. I, I'm, I run a business and I, but I wanted to explore it. And so Lolita, I'm so grateful that we met on this app because she actually encouraged me to take this poetry intensive with her. And I was so nervous to do it. And the first day that, that we, it was on zoom. And the first day that we did it, I was so nervous because here I am. And I was, I was, I was going into those poetry rooms on Clubhouse and I'm I'm like, these people are brilliant. And I'm like, Lolita is brilliant. This her poetry. I mean, you guys have heard her poetry. If you have, you know, it's incredible. And I was so nervous to be part of this group. And I just remember the we had homework on the first day, and and this uh Tariq, he gave us um an a, a um a, a prompt. quote. He goes a prompt. He gave us a journaling prompt. And Lolita, do you remember how resistant I <laughs> yes. was? I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Give me another one. And he said, the, the response that you're giving to me right now is exactly the reason why this is the prompt for you. <laughs> and I That's just good. laughed. And I thought, oh, how funny. How, how interesting that that is so much about the goals, the dreams that we have for ourselves. We can be so scared to pursue something. We can be so scared to pursue something because it's the very thing that we need to do. It's the very thing that we need to go after. And so after we left that, after I left that day, I, I was I was upset. I think I messaged Lolita. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want this one. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna do this poem. And I sat down and I did it and I made myself right. And I, and I just kept on going, even though it was uncomfortable, even though I didn't know where to go, I really didn't know where it was going to go, but just sitting down and writing and starting and just writing nothingness. And then finally things started coming out. And then finally I was able to, to create something. And I think it's such a beautiful metaphor for life because we don't, we don't always know the how, we don't, we know the why behind why we're doing things, but we don't always know the how. And those things show up when we start doing the work. The how always shows up when we do the work. So especially when I think about writing, when I, when I think about writing, it's very much around you sit and you write, even if it's horrible, you have something to come back to. You have something to fix. 
it's the same thing in our business, right? Like we have to start and, and put things into place, try things, and then we're able to say, oh, we've created this and now it's time to tweak it. And now here's where we can get better. And then, and so, you know, a lot of writers, they, they, they talk about the first draft being like a vomit draft, being something that just get it all out of the page. And sometimes I think that way about business too. Like we have to get things out. We have to put things out into the universe. And only by doing that, can we then start to see the data? Like, is this working? Is this not? Where do we need to go with this? So that was such a beautiful experience. And it was something that I really challenged myself to do. And this is why I love, I love challenges because not only did I have such an incredible time in that intensive, but I became friends with Alita and these other women in this group. And I wouldn't have otherwise done it if I didn't get a little bit of push or if I didn't allow myself to stretch and put myself into out into my comfort zone. So who else wants to share? Who else wants to add something about, about this? Oh, who was that? Monica? Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, you know, as you guys were talking, um, it's mainly like I hear think about muse and I think about art. Um, but where it shows up for me is in like creating content, you know. So, you know, we teach about and share about how you build your social media and it's like document, don't create, but how do you, you know, dig deep and and talk about something you're passionate about and like that's where you really connect with others and like you really want to serve others with what you're putting out there and so for me, actually listening to others share their story has really become something that, you know, has become my muse. So listening to a podcast, like knowing that somebody went through something and that it wasn't an isolated incident and that like I got, I went through that too is something that I'm starting to use uh, that inspires me. Like I love an underdog story. So I get inspiration and that's the thing that gets my attention. And so, yeah, people's stories, um, they're just Every time I hear someone, it's serving as my inspiration. Oh, Efsha, I love that. And I love that you mentioned content creation because I think it's so easy for us to overcomplicate our content creation, right? Like it's so easy for us to just sit and, and think, oh, it's not perfect. Oh, it's not good enough. Oh, I can't get it out. But when you sit and you start to create and you start to actually put in the work, things show up. And then when you're listening to other people's stories, you're like, oh, and what's so cool about people's stories is that it could be in a completely different industry, completely different background from you. But what you took from them inspired you to do your work the way you were meant to do it. And that's what's so much fun about sharing, sharing all of our stories and sharing the things that the way that we see the world. I'm always so fascinated, especially in this room. There's so many brilliant people on these stages. It's so cool to hear people's perspectives and how they go about business, how they go about creating, how they go about life. And we can learn something from every single person, which is so beautiful. Monica, I see you flashing. Good morning, champions. This is Monica in the Turquoise Circle. Um, in the, to the conversation about getting into action and the muse, the um, the thing that you may not know about me is that before I switched to um, coaching a few years ago, I spent 20 years in the organization and productivity field. And so I was coaching and consulting business owners, executives, and even homeowners around everything that touched organizing and productivity. And one of those big, big topics is procrastination. Not a surprise probably for anyone in this room. Procrastination very often comes from waiting to feel motivated to do something, waiting to feel inspired, waiting for the right time. And, you know, you, we've all heard that thing about if you wait until you are ready to have a baby, you'll never have a baby. Well, it's sort of the same way with anything else that, um, that you need to or want to have done. In the fitness community, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you have to shift your mindset before you can change your body. But I absolutely disagree. Um, I believe that you can shift your mindset first and that works. However, I am a testament to and living example of you can start moving the body and the mind will then follow and fall in line. And what's interesting is that when we move our bodies, our sympathetic nervous system becomes less reactive. And so we literally eliminate fear when we're in action uh, because it, it, the fight or flight response in our brain settles down when we're in action and whether it's we're exercising or whether it's we're doing QuickBooks or we're making another sales call. So it's, um, it's really, it really works either way. So 
waiting for the muse to come, you may wait all day, you may wait all night, but just get into action will prime your brain and put it into a different state. And that's really very much, uh, very often all you need. I'm Monica in the turquoise ring and I'm out. Thank you, Monica. And yeah, sometimes you just need some inspiration from looking at Monica's abs and knowing that, that it's possible between Monica and I think it's, it's oh, Storm might have left, but yeah. So um, love that, Monica. Love that just, just step, right? You take the first step and then the next step becomes easier and easier and easier. And it's just such a mindset thing. So I love that. All right, I have a couple more ideas that I want to share. Well, actually, my next one, number four, is a book recommendation. Um, as some of you know, I am a huge book reader. I love reading books. And actually, shout out to Lolita because I just – actually, I ordered a couple books that came in the mail this week. Um, Lolita Walker's book, The Intersection of, Ch of You and Change. And I also uh, got Ramon Ray's book, The Celebrity CEO. So those are Breakfast with Champions people that you can support and purchase their book because they're incredible books. Um, and another book that I really wanted to recommend um, here on number four is Life is Messy by Matthew Kelly. This book is so timely right now. And I just want to share that he says, Life is messy. It isn't a color within the lines exercise. It's a wild and outrageous invitation full of uncertain outcomes. The mess of life is both inevitable and unexpected. It is filled with delightful mysteries and frustrating predicaments. In our disposable culture, we throw away broken things. So what will we do with so what so what will we do with broken people, broken relationships, broken institutions, broken families, and of course, our very own broken selves? We are all broken and wounded. This book is about putting our lives back together and allowing ourselves to be put back together when life doesn't turn out as we expected it to. And so this is such a beautiful, he actually, he answers this question. Can someone who has been broken be healed and become more beautiful and more lovable than ever before? And so I, again, huge, I'm a huge book lover. So that is my book recommendation this week. Um, and then next, number five, I wanted to share a journaling prompt. So in addition to books, I'm a huge journaler. Journaling, like we've already talked about, journaling and writing, putting down our goals, talking about our dreams, putting just getting all of those thoughts out of our head and onto the page is so therapeutic and it's incredible and it's really changed my life over the years. And so I love sharing great journaling prompts and you can find some of those. I do a lot of journaling prompts over on my Instagram. and this one, I came up with this one today because I thought, ooh, I want to do, I want to have a really uh, unique and different one, one that I haven't shared before. And so a good journaling prompt, because I know I get a lot of questions that say, hey, I really want to journal, but I don't, what does that mean? Like I, I every time I get started, I sit down and, and nothing really shows up, nothing comes out. And uh, that's why prompts are so great because, you know, it's so crazy how when we say we want to sit down and journal, our mind can shut off. But there's so many things to write about when you have so many thoughts in, in, our, in your head. And so a prompt is just an easy way to just kind of get things going and flowing. And so the journaling prompt that I want to share today is secretly, I'd really love to dot, dot, dot. Secretly, I'd really love to. And then you just start going. And what's so incredible is that you don't know what's going to show up. And when you allow yourself to just write and keep writing and write some more, and even when you think you're done, you write some more, there are things that will come out of you that you cannot believe. There are things that have been hidden inside of you or things that you maybe don't want to admit to yourself or, or feelings that you need to feel and experience, but haven't given yourself the space, haven't given yourself the time. You know, I think so often, I know, I know a lot of people, you know, we talk about meditation, we talk about sitting in stillness, but so often people are like, oh, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't meditate. I don't have time to meditate or I don't have time to write. I don't have time to journal. I don't have time to, to think about that stuff. And we're in this constant state of consuming and feeding our minds, feeding our brains, listening to so many different things that we forget the answers are inside of us. So many of the answers, we know what we really want to do. We feel it in our gut. It's just that we, we allow ourselves to, to just get so caught up in the messiness of life and all the other things that are going on 
that we don't give ourselves space to really identify those things that we really want to do. So that's a journaling prompt. And I challenge you to journal on it. Secretly, I'd really love to. And if anyone wants to share what they'd secretly love to do, <laughs> I don't know if we'll get any mic flashes on that, but maybe someone can come back and share if they actually did that journaling prompt um, next week. We would love to, I would love to hear from some of you. All right, number, where are we? We're at number six. We're at number six. Okay, number six, I wanted to share a song. So do you ever listen to music? Just listen. Not listen while you're doing something else, like while you're in your car, while you're talking to your friends or any of that. Not, I mean, obviously that's wonderful music. I love having music around me all the time. But when's the last time you laid down on the ground and just looked up at the sky, had your ear pods in, and just listened to music, listen to the song, listen to the feelings that it evokes in you. It is one of my favorite things to do. And, and one, and something that I think that, that would really benefit people just like meditation, you know, maybe if you can't meditate, maybe this is an, this is really another form of meditation. And so one song that I am obsessed with is break my heart again by Phineas. And this song is so powerful. It just moves me every time I listen to it. And so sometimes I'll ask the question to my friends, if you had to listen to the same song on repeat tomorrow, what would it be? So if you had to listen to one song on repeat, what would it be? Because music changes our lives. And there are some songs that are just so impactful and so meaningful. So I would love for somebody to share what is one song that they would listen to on repeat for a full day. Trevor. BG's How Deep Is Your Love. Ooh, I like that. That's awesome. And music, all right, you guys might be thinking like, what is she talking about? This is Business and Finance Friday. But like we talked about, these are things, these are ideas. That the ideas that I'm talking about really today are, are ideas that help us to to get creative, they to help us inspire us. And when we're more inspired, we are better in business. We're better in life. We're better in, in ourselves. We're able to grow as an individual. When we grow as an individual, we grow our businesses. And so who else wants to share a song that they can listen to? They just love it that much. It's so inspiring that they can listen to it on repeat for a full- uh, That song called I'm, I'm Happy. <laughs> you oh. Oh, the, um, oh my yeah. gosh, who, the Pharrell Williams song? Yeah. yeah, I can listen to that all day long. Oh, yes, yes. Talk about, you know, if you're in a in a rut or anything like that, you just throw that song on. You can't not be happy. You got to dance, too. You got to do, you got to do the happy dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so, oh, that's so right. Yes, the happy dance. All right, who else? One more, one more share for a song that you can listen to over and over. We're building out a playlist here. Oh, Shirley, what song is that? <laughs> Let me pause it. Hold on. It's Pastor Mike, and uh, and he's singing I Got It, and he's saying Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider. So it doesn't matter what's going on. I got it. I got it. And it just motivates me to keep moving to go get it. So I can listen uh, to that all day. I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I I could definitely, I definitely can get into songs just way too much. Um, all right, awesome. So if anyone else wants to share their song, please message me. I'll, I'll have a, we can maybe curate a fun Breakfast of Champions playlist with all of our favorite songs and the songs that we love so much. And um, all right, number seven. Number seven is a quote. Number seven is a quote, and it's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he said, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. And I just absolutely love the fact that we all come here. We sit with each other. We learn from each other. We grow with each other. We build with each other. And this is such an incredible opportunity for us to become the person that we decide to be. 
We learn from other people's expertise. We learn their perspective. We learn their viewpoints. And we can become that person. And I love this room, and I love what Glenn is building. Glenn and Sarah and the entire Breakfast of Champions team, it's so inspiring to be part of this community of people that are committed to growth, that are committed to becoming that person that they see, knowing and believing in their dreams, knowing and believing that they are creating a better future than the future that they have right now, no matter where you are. And you've made that decision. You've, you've made the decision to do the morning five. You've made the decision to do the 67 day challenge. You've made the decision to hold yourself accountable. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to spend these, these evenings with you. Fridays at 7 p.m. I'm just so grateful the, for the opportunity to be able to, to do this type of programming and to hopefully provide you with some, some good resources and some good tools to really help you grow. And, and that, is, that is what I'm here to do, to really serve and help and, and, and continue to be part of this inspiration, education, and motivation to play my little role, to play my part of this really incredible community of people, this incredible community of individuals. And when I look on this stage, I'm just so grateful to know Dr. Janie and David and TM and Nate and Eric and Dora Maria and Dr. Rowan and every single person on this stage who fills all of us up with so much inspiration and so many resources that we can use to help not only our businesses grow, to help us grow, to help us to become better, and we can all support each other. And so I'm so so grateful for this time that we've been able to spend together and so grateful for Breakfast with Champions to, and to remind everyone that, you know, we're here. We are here. 15 hours of programming in the Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We're here. We're bringing you education, motivation, and inspiration every weekday, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 6 a.m. to noon, Club 111 on Sunday, and Sarah has been building out some incredible resources to help us all stay connected on all the social platforms, everywhere that you are, we are at Breakfast with Champions. So you can head over to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram and click on the link in the bio to download the podcast, to find all of the different resources. You can find us now on Instagram and, and LinkedIn and Twitter, all, all the places, all the places you're going to find us. And so I would love for anyone to open up their mic this was um you know this was kind of a, a a segment of seven ideas i hope that you're walking away with something would love to hear if anyone wants to share like one takeaway that you got out of this segment and i hope that we see some of you back next week to to let us know where you are in your accountability to let us know what challenge what challenge you actually gave for yourself this month and how we can support you sarah i saw you blinking Kate, I just want to thank you so much. Um, and I just want to thank you for everything. I want to thank you for your segment. I want to thank you for the fact that you bought Lolita and Ramon's books and you told everyone that they could. I mean, just seeing how members of this community support each other is so um, positive and so inspiring. And I want to congratulate you on your first Friday night segment and tell you that you don't play a little role, you play a big role. And we adore you and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. And I so appreciate you and Glenn um, and, and giving me this opportunity. It's it's really fun to, to build out this kind of segment. And it also gives me appreciation for the, the work that Glenn puts in for creating a segment every single morning at five in the morning. Um, all right, Eric, I saw you flashing and then we'll close out the room. So Eric, would love to hear from you. Kate, really, really wonderful stuff. The thing I was thinking about when you were talking about inspiration striking like a lightning bolt just made me start thinking, you know, you don't get struck by a lightning bolt if you're not out there, if you haven't put yourself into a situation where you could get struck with a lightning bolt. I mean, Benjamin Franklin didn't discover his electricity with a kite and the, and the key by just sitting inside and thinking about doing it. He actually had to go do it. So I love that analogy of getting struck with a lightning bolt only when you're out and you're doing it. So thank you, Kate. That's a, it was a wonderful takeaway. Oh, Eric, I love that. Now I'm going to think of that. Now I'm going to think of a lightning bolt <laughs> for inspiration. So I so appreciate you. And my last comments will just be to, you know, believe, believe in your dreams, challenge yourself to get better, show up every day and do the work. Enjoy all the messiness that life has to offer because there is so much beauty to be discovered in all that mess. 
So thank you so much for this great segment. Thank you for such an incredible, amazing week. Sarah, do you want to say anything before we close out the room tonight? Just that we'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Thank y'all. Uh Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.